0: This is Mount Pleasant Baptist Church, Atlanta, Georgia, a congregation full of life and love with a legacy of outreach ministries. Everybody's invited to church in person Sunday at 10 a.m. and online at mountpleasantatl.org. And now the Mount Pleasant Baptist Church, Atlanta. Is there anybody in here glad to be alive? I thought I was in a sanctuary and not a mortuary. Somebody ought to have a hallelujah. Somebody ought to have a thank you, Jesus. Come on and clap your hands and give God a praise. Somebody ought to be able to testify. If it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, where would we be? For it is true, my brothers and sisters, I make no reservation to make this declaration that this is the day that the Lord has made. And our response is to what? Rejoice. I wish I had a praying church and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. We honor the spirit of Christ this morning that tabernacles with us because it is by that spirit that we all live, move, and have our very being. It is true that the greatness of the Lord is inconceivable and the love that he shows is unconditional. The power of the Lord is unbeatable. Great is the God that we serve. I just need two and I'll make three who can agree that God is great and he is greatly to be praised. To the leadership and laity that makes up this great church, deacons and deaconess mothers, and to these commentators of Calvary, Reverend Gates and Reverend Baskin, I thank you for your kindness and your hospitality. And my dear sister, I thank you all for being so kind and sweet to me and to the hospitality team and pastor support, uh, Sister Dorcas thank you for your kindness. Uh, I'm grateful today to share this moment with the Mount Pleasant Church. Uh, The Lord is so kind to me and we serve a God who gives us things that we don't deserve. I wish I had a praying church this morning. Uh, He gives us things we don't deserve like grace and mercy. Uh, he gives us things we don't deserve. And for me, I'm grateful this morning because my fiancé is with me. Amen, amen, amen. And uh, I, I don't deserve to be with someone as sweet as she, but I thank the Lord every day. Jada, will you stand? Amen, amen, amen. I just... I wanted you to stand. She's a little short in stature, just so the brethren know don't come to that one after church, alright? Because I, I don't want no problems, brothers. Amen, amen, amen. I don't want to worry you long, but I am grateful today to stand. It's a few people here I see who came by to support, and you know who you are and I thank you for your presence. If you would journey with me to Mark chapter 14. Mark chapter 14, verse 32 through 39. I'm gonna try my best this morning to be like a miniskirt. It's gonna be short enough to grab your attention, but long enough to cover the subject matter. Mark chapter 14 verse 32 through 39 standing all over the sanctuary <clears throat> shine
1: on me Lord shine y'all gonna help me on me, let, let the light from the lighthouse shine on me. Anybody need the Lord to shine? On me, Lord Lord, 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 shine, shine on me.
0: Let, let the light. Anybody need the Lord's light? Let your light, we live in a dark world, but let your light, there's sin and sadness everywhere, but Lord, let your light, Lord, let your light, Lord, let your light
1: from the lighthouse shine.
0: Father and our God, we're grateful for your light, for it is true that you are the light of the world, and for that we thank you for forever shining. You shine so bright that when we woke up this morning, we had to echo the sentiments of David, that this is the Lord's doing. And it's marvelous in our eyes you shine so bright O oh lord that we decided to echo david again because we entered into your gates with thanksgiving and we came into your courts with praise because you shine so bright we're thankful unto you and this morning we at the mount pleasant church came to bless your name because the lord is good Now, O God, breathe upon this preaching exposition. Let your word not fall upon a deaf ear. But it's our prayer this morning, O God, that you would send a word. God, help today as only you can, for I am weak, but you are mighty. So, Father, I stretch my hands to thee. Help your boy as only you can, like the morning needs the dew, the ocean needs the waves. God, I need you. Sit me down and you stand up. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. God, you're my strength and my redeemer. And those who love our God say amen. Mark chapter 14, verse 32 through 39, and they came to a place which was named Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, Sit here while I shall pray. And he taketh with him Peter and James and John. And they began to soar amazed, and to be very heavy, and said unto them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful unto death. Tarry ye here and watch he went forward a little and fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible unto thee. Take away this cup from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what thou wilt. And he cometh and findeth them sleeping, and said unto Peter, Simon, sleepest thou? Could not watch for one hour watch ye and pray lest ye enter into temptation the spirit truly is ready but the flesh it is weak and again he went away and prayed and spoke the same words the grass withers and the flowers fade away but the word of our god shall stand for forever And for these few fleeting moments that we share between the pulpit and the pew, I simply want to tag this text, it won't get the best of me. Can you do me a favor and help me preach and look at a neighbor to the left or to the right and say neighbor, come on, put your preacher voice on, say neighbor, it won't get the best of me. Go ahead and tell somebody else, say neighbor, Come on, say it like they owe you some money. Say, neighbor, it won't get the best of me. Clap your hands on your way to your seat and let's give God a hand clap of praise for what he's gonna say to the church. My brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the great philosopher and writer Carl Sandberg put pen to parchment paper and he said that life is like an onion the more you peel it the more it'll make you weep and my brothers and sisters this morning at the Mount Pleasant Church I found that to be the harsh reality of the days of our lives and as we see them unfold and as we peel back the layers of every day as we get closer to our place of destiny and promise. My brothers and sisters it appears that we will all at some point in our life encounter some problems. Can y'all turn up the volume on your amens this morning? At some point in our lives we will all experience the pains, the pressures, the perils and even the predicaments and pandemics of our life. These problems pains and panics that seek to prevent us from getting to the place that God really wants us to be. And if we can be honest this morning, the truth is that sometimes the challenges we deal with is not always of the demonic, but sometimes the things that we go through are from the divine. Sometimes, my brothers and sisters, God will put some things in our lives to see how we will be able to handle them Uh, my brothers and sisters there are times in our lives that God will give us an assignment that will be so difficult and agonizing that seems that God that that, the doing God's will is an impossibility and if you be true my brothers and sisters somebody here can testify that you've been going through some stuff in your life and it looks as if what God has been calling you to has really been crushing you somebody in the building ought to be able to testify brother preacher I've been going through a lot I got no bills than money I got problems here problems there problems everywhere it seems as if when I take one step forward I'm getting pushed 12 steps back and right now in this place and point in my life it seems as if I've been crushed Can I get some help in the house? It seems as if I've been crushed because life has gotten hard. I wish I was in a praying church. Life has gotten kind of rough. Life, my brothers and sisters, is full of many helpless and hopeless happenings that oftentimes cause us to be unhappy. Life, my brothers and sisters, has a way of draining us and distracting us and sometimes even detouring us from our destiny. Life has a way of fogging up your future. Life has a way of pausing your progress. The vicissitudes of life will leave you in some paralyzed predicaments, and you're ready to give up, give in, and throw in the towel. Life will throw you some things, when you find yourself in a corner sucking on your thumb, calling for your mama, because the pressures of life can sometimes crush you. Anybody ever been crushed? Anybody ever been so full of sadness and grief? My brothers and sisters, the things we go through, if we can be honest this morning, uh, the things that we've gone through has crushed crushed our faith in him. Uh, The things and the problems that we face, they they have crushed our faithfulness to him. I'm talking about being crushed. Being crushed has crushed our fruitfulness for him. My brothers and sisters, there's still good news somebody shout out good news the good news my brothers and sisters is that Jesus still has the ability to show up my brothers and sisters it is possible to survive life when it seems as if it's getting the best of you because Jesus has a way of stepping in right on time I wonder am I preaching to somebody I just need two and I'll make three who can testify he may not come when you want him but he's all ways on time. Is there anybody glad that God has shown up in some situations in your life when you was ready to walk away, throw in the towel, but God stepped in right on time? Somebody shout out, he showed up. God still has the ability. Yes sir, to show up in our lives. My brothers and sisters, I would like to encourage you this morning by reminding you what you face won't get the best of you. Here's why, here's why. The first principal point I want to tell you from the text is in order to survive life when it seems as if it's getting the best of you, number one, you have to ma- maintain your dialogue with the divine. Somebody shout out, maintain dialogue with the divine. Brother preacher, what you really trying to say? What I'm really trying to tell you is don't stop praying. <laughs> I wish I had a praying church. I'm trying to tell somebody that prayer still works. I'm really trying to tell somebody. Somebody that there's power in prayer. Anybody know something about prayer? Prayer still can change things. The text encourages us to maintain dialogue with the divine. It's right here in the text. What I'm trying to tell you is prayer will keep you going when you feel like quitting. (laughs) Prayer, my brothers and sisters, will keep you in the right frame of mind when all hell around you is breaking loose. I'm talking to somebody this morning who can testify that you're not here because you've been so perfect, because you've dotted every I nor crossed every T, but the only reason you're here is because somebody prayed for me. They had me on their mind. They took the time to pray for me. Is there any Everybody in here glad that they prayed? Somebody had a mother who prayed for them. Somebody who had a father to pray. I'm so glad Somebody prayed for me. It's, It's here in the text that we see, in order to survive, when life seems like it's getting the best of you don't stop praying you have to maintain in dialogue with the divine how did you survive all of the chaos the chaotic conundrums and circumstances and crazy stuff it's simply because I learned how to talk to the Lord my brothers and sisters uh, you know we we know how to talk to the Lord when when all is well when when we got money in our pocket we, we can tell him thank you Uh, when, when we got a little bit of gas in our car we can tell him thank you but my brothers and sisters when pain and problems and panic come we oftentimes like to do everything else and talk to everybody else but talk to the one who can change your story but I would like to encourage you my brothers and sisters when it seems as if life is getting the best of you that's not the time to walk away from prayer but that's the time to get closer to God in prayer and then we can echo the sentiments of the hymn Uh, I once was lost in sin but Jesus took me in and then the little light from heaven made my soul it filled my heart with love and it wrote my name above and just to talk with Jesus makes me whole well why don't we have a little talk with y'all gonna help me and tell him all about your trouble anybody know that he'll hear your faintest cry? Anybody glad that the Lord will answer? He'll answer by and by. Somebody ought to justify, talk with Jesus. Makes it all right. My brothers and sisters, we ought to be able to celebrate because prayer still works, and Jesus teaches that in our text. It's right here, my brothers and sisters. Jesus has already set face toward Jerusalem. Jesus uh, he's just finished uh, Dr. Surrey, celebrating the Passover with his disciples and after the Passover meal he leads his disciples to his prayer closet uh, he leads the disciples to his place of prayer here it is and it's located Sister Watkins at the foot of the Mount of Olives and the Bible says that it's in a place called guess Gethsemane. Somebody shout out Gethsemane. Gethsemane, my brothers and sisters, I know you all know, but Gethsemane is known to be the place of pressing. Gethsemane is the place of the olive press. It is where they will come to press the olives to get out of them what was put in them. Don't miss your shout. Come here. They were at the foot uh, at Gethsemane. Gethsemane is called the pressing place. It was where they pressed on the olives to get what was out of them in them and my brothers and sisters what I want to tell you is what was in the olives was the oil and my brothers and sisters I don't want you to miss your shout but sometimes God will send you into some crushing situations God will sometimes give you problems and pain to see how you will handle so he can get out of you everything that he's put in you what was in the olives was the oil and what I want to encourage somebody to understand today that God has deposited something in you anybody glad God's deposited something great in you sometimes you got to learn to take a licking but keep on ticking, because there's something on the inside of you. The old hymn of the church says, something within, I sure can't explain, something within that banishes all pain. All I know is that there is something. Can I get to, and I'll make three, who can thank God that there's something on the inside of me. Because I got something on the inside of me. I'm not going to let life get the best of me, because I got something on the inside of me. I'm not going to quit. Why? Because greater is He that y'all going to help me preach than he, I got something on the inside of me. It's here. It's, it's here in our text. They're, they're, they're at this place of crushing. Uh, to get out of them what was put in them that's what God does sometimes he he sends us on our own Gethsemane He, he sends us to our own place of pain and suffering but I want you to know my brothers and sisters don't get mad with God because at the end of the day it's all going to make you better and brothers and sisters we got to learn sometimes problems come and we oftentimes like to get bitter but sometimes problems come to make us better child of God come here look closer stop getting bitter over everything and learn from it so you can get better I want to help somebody this morning to remind them what you're going through is not designed for you to quit but it's, it's for you to learn so you won't have to deal with it again so you'll be better than you were before it is my brothers and sisters this place of crushing somebody can agree that they've had their own fair share of crushing experiences I know I'm not the only one but Somebody has had to drink their tears for water. Somebody wrestled all night long trying to go to sleep. Somebody has had to deal with things that you didn't think that you was going to have to deal with. I'm talking about being crushed. Not only individually, but we live in a world that's been crushed. I said, we live in a crushing world. I'm talking about police brutality we've been crushed racial injustices we've been crushed supreme court making decisions over women's bodies we've been crushed but oh I wish I had a praying church and I just need to and I'll make three who can testify that I still know a God who sits high and who looks low and once upon a time he was crushed but it didn't make me bitter it made me better because the Bible says he was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities and by his stripes we've been made healed. So although he was crushed, look at us now. Somebody ought to be able to testify, I'm stronger, I'm wiser, I'm better. Not only must you abide and have Uh, conversation uh, dialogue with the divine you have to abide in conversation with the creator it's in this chapter chapter 18 Jesus shows us he shows us how to handle when life really gets the best of you Jesus does something for us he continues in prayer according to John 18 Jesus frequently meets with his disciples here yet this was going to be the last meeting them in the garden of Gethsemane my brothers and sisters come here close isn't it interesting that before he was beaten arrested tried betrayed and then crucified he spends his final moments in prayer. Notice church, Jesus, that he prays before the affliction and not in the affliction. I'm going to say it again. Jesus prays before the affliction and not during the affliction. That suggests to me, my brothers and sisters, that prayer has so much power. That prayer has the ability to do two major things. Somebody shout out two major things. Uh, Prayer number one one can prepare. Somebody shout prepare which suggests to me that when you know life is getting the best of you go ahead and start praying. Prayer is going to prepare you for what's getting ready to happen but not only can prayer prepare you. Come here close. Prayer will repair you because although sometimes you might have to go through it you ought to thank God that you can still say Father I stretch my hands to thee. Noah Other help. I know Jesus prays before the affliction and not during the affliction because he knew that although I got this going on, I still gotta talk to my daddy. And I wonder, am I preaching to somebody in here who can testify? I haven't crossed every I. I haven't dotted every T. But I still need Jesus. I still gotta talk to somebody every now and then. Jesus teaches us That there's still power in prayer if Jesus can pray if Jesus can pray surely (laughs) you can pray it is my brothers and sisters in this tech we see that we have to abide in conversation with the Creator understand that prayer should be our lifestyle it shouldn't just be an event that we do here and there we should daily be talking to God we should daily be having dialogue with the divine and abide in conversations with the creator. Not only, my brothers and sisters, do we see that Jesus teaches us how to pray and the importance of prayer and what prayer can do when it seems as if life gets the best of you. But secondly, what this particular pericope teaches us is that sometimes we have to accept the contents of our cup. Somebody shout, accept the content. I need y'all to help me preach in Mount Pleasant Accept the content of your cup. Uh, my brothers and sisters, we know what what's on Jesus' heart because he literally says, remove this cup from me. Uh, my brothers and sisters, the cup, the cup, the cup, the cup is a symbol uh, from the Old Testament and the cup symbolizes wrath. The cup symbolizes sadness. The cup symbolizes grief. The cup symbolizes depression. The cup symbolizes anxiety and what Jesus says, remove this cup from me. He says, please, sir Jesus, take this cup away. He says, I can't handle this cup. Please, whatever you do, take this cup away from me. Jesus, he just taught us because he, he understood what prayer can do. Jesus understood that prayer will also cause you to conform to God's will for your life. In other words, Jesus says, I can't handle this cup. But God says, if you can't handle this cup... Then you will miss the cross. Jesus says, he said, God says to Jesus, if you can't handle this cup, how in the world will you be able to endure the cross? He says, I can't handle the cup. But how? If I can't handle the cup, will I endure the cross? He says, my brothers and sisters, we ought to thank God for Jesus today. Because he handled his cup. He he handled his cup because, understand, if Jesus had not gone to the cross, we would be in some real big problems. If Jesus had not gone to the cross, Satan would win. If Jesus had not gone to the cross, then heaven would be empty If Jesus had not gone to the cross, then hell would be full. If Jesus had not gone to the cross, then the Bible would not be true. If Jesus had not gone to the cross, all of the promises of God have been a lie. If Jesus had not gone to the cross, There would be no salvation. And with no salvation, there would be no forgiveness of sin. But, oh, I got good news. I said, I got good news. He went. He went to the cross. He said, you got to go. Because he already put it on record. He says that salvation would only come through a blood sacrifice. Without the shedding of blood, there would be no remission of sin. I'm glad today, church family, that Jesus could handle what was in his cup. It would take me all day, all morning to tell you, really, what was in the cup. But I know some of y'all are trying to understand about this cup. But all I can tell you is that it was a lot of stuff in the cup. (laughs) My problems was in the cup your problems was in the cup your bad marriage was in the cup your way with children was in the cup it was a lot of stuff in the cup your no good husband he was in the cup it was in it was in the the cup but somebody ought to say thank God for Jesus (laughs) well I thank him because he handled the cup and if he can handle Gives us the tools so we can handle our cups. Don't throw in the towel so quickly when things get rough. Try to cope a little bit with the cup. You never know how strong you really are until you're faced with a problem. You never know how much strength you really have until pain knocks on your front door. Accept the content. Of your cup. I'm talking to us right now. I had to take off my glasses. Don't hate on somebody else because they look like they got it all going on. Don't, 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 don't get mad. Sister Green Bean and Brother Sweet Potato Pie, don't, 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 don't throw them away because it looks like all is well with them. Because the truth be told, (laughs) you see me when I come in here, but you really don't know what I'm dealing with when I go out there. You might see the glory on the outside, but you really don't know the story because the reality of it is your cup may not be my cup, but at the end of the day, everybody still got a cup. And this is why the hymn writer said he puts the cup to the equivalent of the cross must Jesus bear. The cross alone and all the world go free knowing there's a cross for everyone. You know you got to bear your own cross, right? And there surely it is a cross for me. He says, my brothers and sisters, everybody got a cup. He says, you have to talk to God in prayer. He says... Maintain conversation with the Creator. He says, accept the content of our cup. Jesus, my brothers and sisters, was dealing with this cup. But my brothers and sisters, there's a reason to shout today. When he looks over in the cup, he sees all of the pain. He sees all of the worry. He sees all of the stress he sees all of the anxiety my brothers and sisters he says to us that oftentimes we encounter problems by not knowing how to accept the content of our cup because opposed to just accepting it we choose not to accept it and what he says according to the text Instead of praying, we end up pouting. And I would like to suggest, my brothers and sisters, that's why for some it seems as if life is getting the best of you because you're doing too much pouting and not enough praying Uh, my brothers and sisters whoa it's me again dang this just happened to me again it's me 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 it's me 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 stop pouting and start praying and turn it over to God and let him let him work it out he says to us my brothers and sisters I want you to understand That you can handle what's in your cup he says no matter how dark the day may get the pain the perils that you might feel he says that you can handle what's in your cup my brothers and sisters not only must we remain in conversation with the Creator Not only must we accept the content of our cup, third and finally, I'm done, I've held you long enough. I want you to understand that when it seems as if life is getting the best of you, People have thrown you out, ostracized you. Said you'll never amount to anything. Said you're no good. And it seems as if you don't know if you're really going to make it. My third point from the text it says God will still allow you to advance in spite of contradictory Christians. Come here close. Uh, God will still allow you to advance in spite of contradictory Christians it's right here in the text Jesus he's there praying he takes his favorite disciples Peter James and John he he, he takes his gang. he he takes his boys he takes his ride-or-dies and and Peter uh, uh, James uh, and John He takes three of his best men, Peter, y'all going to help me, James, and John. Uh, My brothers and sisters, he, he took them with him, and he's there praying. And while he's praying and struggling with what Jesus is going through, and while he's praying, he stops long enough, and he starts to think about them while Jesus is going through what he's going through, while Jesus is going through his own pain he had somebody else on his mind. Here it is, he starts thinking about his disciples and so Jesus being Jesus, he went to go and check on them and to his surprise, when they got there, they were asleep. The Bible says that they were asleep. Jesus was praying but they were sleep I, I just told you that that's part of the problem yes. <laughs> It's too many people sleep yes. it ain't enough people praying yes. do me a favor and look at somebody and say wake up t- t- tell them tell them to stay woke it's too many people sleeping. And not enough people pray. You do know, my brothers and sisters, that there is something different between a sleeping saint and a praying saint. A a sleeping saint. I know I'm not talking about nobody in here, but everybody seemed like they woke. I see eyes and... But the difference, my brothers and sisters, between a sleeping saint and a praying saint. A sleeping saint will come and get in the car and come to church, but the whole time doing the service, they don't move. That's a sleeping saint. A sleeping saint will have a Bible under their arm, but not the word in their heart. That's a sleeping saint. A sleeping saint will speak in tongues. But won't say hello in English. That's a sleeping saint. A sleeping saint. Not nobody in Mount Pleasant. Not no. Not nobody in Mount. No. It's a sleeping saint. Somebody ought to thank God for a praying saint. A praying saint will come to church and do what the Bible says. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and enter into his courts with praise, being thankful unto him. That's a praying saint. A praying saint will come and call you when they haven't seen you. A praying saint will just say, baby, let me bless you. It seems as if you've been going through and the Lord told me to do it. Somebody ought to thank God for a praying saint. I'm done. This whole message this morning, my brothers and sisters, is a message of encouragement. This message this morning is a message to lift up your bowed down head. This message this morning is to remind somebody who was ready to call it a gotten the best of them this message this morning was a reminder that no matter what life throws at you don't stop praying I know I know I know you still haven't gotten an answer but don't stop praying because prayer still works if my grandmama was here she would say Lazare, you can't hurry God you just have to wait you got to trust him and give him time, no matter how long it takes. He's a God that you can't hurry. He'll be there. Don't. He may not come when you want him, but he'll always own time. This message is to remind somebody to remain in conversation with the Creator. This message this morning is to encourage your heart to let you know that you can cope with the content of your cup. That your cup is not too heavy for God to handle it. And I want to encourage somebody this morning that God will still allow you to be successful and he will still allow you to go higher even when the people around you are sleeping on you. I thank God this morning for Jesus because you must understand that Christ was still successful despite what was going on around him understand that Judas betrayed him Peter denied him the people mocked him and the Bible teaches us that Jesus kept on moving forward because he understood that he had an assignment and that's all I wanted to tell you this morning my brothers and sisters at the Mount Pleasant Church that God has called us for work and God has assigned us to do things specifically And I want to encourage somebody, don't give in, don't give up, don't throw in the towel, but just keep on praying. Accept what God allows and make sure that you're in the right crowd because God will still allow you to advance. And I wonder this morning, am I preaching to somebody who can testify that the God We serve
1: is a good God, and
0: He will allow you to steal advance in spite of contradictory Christians because you do know that everybody that pats you on the back, Lord, is not really for you. Can I get a win, Everybody? That shakes your hand is really out to take you out. Have I got a witness? But God, He teaches us in this text that every now and then you gotta learn to. Flush out everybody around you and keep your focus on the prize. Can I get some help this morning? Is there anybody in the sanctuary can testify? Brother preacher, uh, I got my eye on the prize. I know it's dark and I want to give up, but I got my eye on the prize. Well, Brother Preacher, you don't know my story and you don't know the pain that I'm dealing with. Well, I wanted to tell you that today is a real good day to put it all in God's hands. Can I give a witness, I need one more witness to stand on their feet and say, Brother Pastor, I'm gonna put it all in his hands. I put it all in his
1: hands, whatever, whatever the problem. I know that God can solve it, so I'm gonna put it all in his hands. Well, what are you gonna put? I'm I'ma put this and that, I'ma put this and that, I'ma put this and that in his hands because I know God's hands. That my hands,
0: how do you know that his hands are better than my hands? When I was a little bitty boy, they taught us in Sunday school that the Lord got the whole world in his hands. He got the little bitty babies in his hands. He got black and white folk in his hands. He got the Supreme Court in his hands. He got the Congress and the Senate in his hands. He got the President and the First Lady in his hands. He got Atlanta in his hands. But
1: most of all, he got Now, pleasant in his hands, and because I said, because everything, I said everything, I said everything is going to be all right. It won't get the best of you. This is only, it's only a test. The thing about a testimony, you can't have one until you go through the test. And I want to know, I want to know, is there anybody here going to allow allow me to give you a pop quiz.
0: I want to ask you a series of questions. And if your answer is for the affirmative, I want you to shout. I want you to celebrate because God, he will never leave you nor forsake you. I want you to shout
1: because God he will not put more on you than you can bear. Question number one, has he been good? Question number two, has he been good? Question number three, has he been good? Is there anybody, Lord have mercy, is there anybody in Mount can help me say he's been good it won't get the best of me because God he's been good to me
0: let me tell you how good he's been over 2,022 years ago out on a hill called Calvary you know what he did I thought I was in a Baptist church I said you know You know, you know what he did,
1: died, chariot, died, chariot, he died between a mean earth and a sad heaven. He died until the moon dripped down in blood. He died until
0: the centurion soldier said, surely he's the son of God. They took him down off the cross
1: and they laid him in another man's tomb. And the Bible says
0: that he stayed in the grave all night, Friday, he stayed in the grave all day Saturday. I just need two people,
1: and I'll make three who can stand on their feet and shout with me. Allie. 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 Sunday morning, he got. With all power, is there anybody glad the he got up? Shout, yeah, shout, yeah, shout, yeah, shout, yeah. It won't get the best of me. I'm built for this. God's got me and everything. I said everything.
0: I said everything. I said everything. Do me a favor and look at somebody and say everything. is going to be all right. It's going to be all right. If you believe it, can you help me celebrate? Can you go find somebody, walk around the sanctuary, and tell somebody, I got a feeling, I got a feeling
1: Got kind of a feeling that everything, everything, yeah, everything gonna be all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, ah. ah.
2: You've been listening to the Mount on the Go podcast. If you've been enjoying the word, please consider donating to the Mount Pleasant Ministry. We have various ways that you can give to the ministry to allow us to become better in our pursuit of delivering God's word to you. You can give via PayPal at mtpleasantatl.org. You can give via Zale, info at mtpleasantatl.org. You can also give via Square and Givelify. For Givelify, just search for Mount Pleasant Baptist Church with our address, 17 Melden Avenue, Southeast Atlanta, Georgia, and you'll be in the right place. In addition to all these options, you're always welcome and invited to grab an envelope and have cash or checks sent to the church, whose address is again, 17 Melden Avenue, Southeast Atlanta, Georgia. For questions, comments, and concerns, feel free to email us at info at mtpleasantatl.org. That's info at mtpleasantatl.org. You can also visit our website, www.mountpleasantatl.org to follow us on YouTube and Facebook for the video version of the podcast. Our services are live every Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you are more than welcome to visit the church in person every Sunday at the same time. Thank you so much for listening.